Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 133, and I'll read the last verse. Yes, God is love. A thought like this can every gloomy thought remove and turn all tears, all woes to bliss. For God is love. For God is love. Hymn number 133. If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the homepage, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. The theme for tonight is, Divine Love is Your Shepherd. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. 
Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Jeremiah Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord. My people hath been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. Therefore hear ye the counsel of the Lord. Isaiah be not afraid. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Matthew And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye? If a man have an hundred sheep, 
and one of them be gone astray. Doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? Luke. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. John Verily, verily, I say unto you, There shall be one fold and one shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Psalm the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou, Art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. God is love and understood by his flock. Divine love is an ever-present help, and if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. What a glorious inheritance is given to us through the understanding of omnipresent love. More we cannot ask. More we do not want. More we cannot have. This sweet assurance is the peace be still to all human fears, to suffering of every sort. Every individual character like the individual John the Baptist, at some date must cry in the desert of earthly joy, and his voice be heard divinely and humanly. In the desolation of human understanding, divine love hears and answers the human call for help, and the voice of truth utters the divine verities of being which deliver mortals out of the depths of ignorance and vice. This is the Father's benediction. It gives lessons to human life, guides the understanding, peoples the mind with spiritual ideas, reconstructs the Judean religion, and reveals God and man, the principle and idea of all good. You must feel and know that God alone governs man that his government is harmonious, that he is too pure to behold iniquity and divides his power with nothing evil or material, that material laws are only human beliefs which govern mortals wrongfully. The obstinate sinner, however, refuses to see this grand verity or to acknowledge it, for he knows not that injustice as well as in mercy, God is love. We are commonly taught that there is a human soul which sins and is spiritually lost. That soul may be lost, and yet be immortal. If soul could sin, spirit, soul, would be flesh instead of spirit. It is the belief of the flesh and of material sense which sins. Soul is immortal because it is spirit, which has no element of self-destruction. Is man lost spiritually? No. He can only lose a sense material. All sin is of the flesh. It cannot be spiritual. Sin exists here or hereafter, only so long as the illusion of mind and matter remains. It is a sense of sin and not a sinful soul which is lost. Evil is destroyed by the sense of good. To lose the sense of sin, we must first detect the claim of sin 
hold it invalid, give it the lie, and then we get the victory. Sin disappears, and its unreality is proven. So long as we indulge the presence or believe in the power of sin, it sticks to us and has power over us. Again, to assume there is no reality in sin and yet commit sin is sin itself that clings fast to iniquity. When God bids one uncover iniquity in order to exterminate it, one should lay it bare and divine love will bless this endeavor and those whom it reaches. If God be for us, who can be against us? If he be with us, the wayside is a sanctuary, and the desert a resting place, peopled with living witnesses of the fact that God is love. God is universal consigned to no spot, defined by no dogma, appropriated by no sect. Not more to one than to all is God demonstrable as divine life, truth, and love. And his people are they that reflect him, that reflect love. Again, this infinite principle with its universal manifestation is all that really is or can be. Hence God is our shepherd. He guards, guides, feeds, and folds the sheep of his pasture, and their ears are attuned to his call. In the words of the loving disciple, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. May the loving shepherd of this feeble flock lead it gently into green pastures beside the still waters. Divine love is my shepherd. I shall not want. Love maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Love leadeth me beside the still waters. Love restoreth my soul, spiritual sense. Love leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for love is with me. Love's rod and love's staff, they comfort me. Love prepareth a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Love anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house, the consciousness of love forever. You have the great shepherd of Israel watching over you. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 304. And the words of this hymn are written by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Hymn number 304.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite an amazing outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, many of those in other foreign languages. And as a result, people across the globe have found God's healing and inspiring word. And we're grateful for each and every one of you who have done so. And indeed, people from around the world have found our church. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. Uh, we're now featuring an article on our English website that I'd like to point out, and it's called Quietness by Violet Kersimer. A very wonderful article and highly recommend it. And another thing I'd like to point out is we've got a section called Noteworthy News. And recently we've posted yet a new item on there, and it's really good stuff. I really highly recommend you check out our noteworthy news. Uh, join us every Sunday morning. We start uh, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion, and we follow it with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children and our Sunday school has a teleconference feature that enables the students to attend our Sunday school by telephone, many of whom do. And what this means is that your child as well can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will allow everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, press the star button on your telephone twice. But remember that when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. 
Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Yes, good evening, and thank you for those wonderful readings tonight. I would like to express my gratitude for all the very inspired testimonies that have been given on Wednesday nights. A recent meeting ran the gamut from healings of physical problems, poison ivy, eye maladies, to mental issues, depression and self-doubt, human willfulness, lost lambs in England, discord in the household, and even child abuse, knowing when to speak and when to be silent or hold one's tongue, even the resolution of an overflowing toilet, proving that the day holds numerous and endless opportunity for application of God's law of harmony, which is so awesome. It occurred to me recently that obedience to God includes not believing for an instant things that we know are not of God, in spite of any appearances to the contrary, not accepting as truth that which we know from our teaching and experience is merely false belief. And one of the readings tonight um, from Mrs. Eddy from the message for 1901 said, so long as we indulge the presence or believe in the power of sin, it sticks to us and has power over us. That really stuck out to me. The great power of our God described in this week's lesson is to be acknowledged and praised all day and in every way. And as this week's lesson says, Amen and Amen. In other words, what is left Absolutely nothing, because all is God. Thank you so much, and good night. Thank you. Betty from California, go ahead. Hi, good evening. Um, thank you so much for the music and for the readings tonight. They were really good. Um, I would like to express my gratitude for the demonstration of getting a new car. Our van was having some major issues, and it was clear that it was time to purchase a new vehicle. I called a financial practitioner about this, and she said she would help and to expect the best, the best car, the best outcome, etc. So we went looking and found a car and bought it, but that's not the end of the story. The next day, we realized we had gotten the wrong model and the top-of-the-line model had several features we had not previously realized were available. I called the practitioner and told her what happened, and we realized we had accepted less than the best, and she said to stay proactive and not be tempted to accept less than the best. We called the dealer and explained our situation. Now, mind you, California law does not let you just change your mind when you buy a new car. The dealer told us that they could do an exchange. The price would be higher as it was a higher, more expensive model that we were looking to buy. And to come in and we would work out, they would all work out the details. The dealer called around and the model we wanted would likely be available in about two months. Could we wait? And we said, of course, yes. And it actually showed up about a month and a half later. And it was everything and a bit more than we wanted, including the color. 
They wrote up the new contract, backed out car number one, put in car number two. They even applied the payment we made to car number one to car number two. The new car number two did cost more money, but God helped out with that too. We had more money become available to us at at the perfect time. So we ended up with the best car and the best outcome and a lesson learned about not accepting less than the best. We're very grateful for the practitioner help, for God, for Christian science, and for Mary Baker Eddy and Christ Jesus. Good evening. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for all that this church does to help us stay on the straight and narrow so that we could be alert to the many ways that come to all of us to try to get us to stop working for God. As we are taught here, they are tailor-made for each individual. Early on, one of the tools I was given was to make a covenant with God and to refresh myself often with it, to keep my focus on God so as to keep going and not be deterred. I'm very grateful that I was given that early on. We are given many examples of the ways air operate to keep us alert so we can stand up to these distractions and, and face them down with prayer and demonstrate. One of the lessons that I learned from the sudden snowstorm challenge that I had given a couple weeks ago as a testimony was was handling discouragement. And actually, last week during our Wednesday meeting, the readings on you have divine authority for healing the sick, I got even a deeper appreciation for that lesson because what I realized was that no matter what gets thrown at us, uh, the, uh, any problems, they're nothing compared to the opportunities that we are given here to learn and understand Christ- Christian science and its healing power. I mean, there's nothing comparable to it. I'm very grateful for the continual instructions from my Plainfield practitioner in the power of choosing joy and gratitude and memorizing citations so that we have them available under pressure. I often remind myself of the stories in the Bible and, of course, Mrs. Eddy's incomparable struggles to be reminded how to uh, face these uh, struggles and keep going. One story that helps me a lot and I turn to often is Nehemiah, who was building the wall and was tempted and threatened many times to get him to stop. And his answer was, quote, I am doing a great work. Why should I come down from the wall? End quote. One of the several lessons I learned from the storm was not to take these things personally and to stand firm no matter what you're doing and following God's purpose and work. I'm so grateful to be part of this mission 
and to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Rebecca. Rebecca from Indiana. Go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Um, happy to be here. I'd like to um, give my gratitude for a healing in um, our family. There was my stepdaughter um, a couple years back kind of got upset with us and said she didn't want to talk to us for a while. And it ended up going um, for about three, four years or more. And that was kind of, you know, very hard. It was shocking. Um, that first year, she didn't call my husband on his birthday or on Father's Day, and then it led into the holidays. And it was just kind of, you know, heartbreaking. Um, and about this time, I'd been really working with this church here in Plainfield and listening and learning a lot. Extremely grateful for all of you. Um so last Thanksgiving, we found out she had gotten engaged, and um, it, I was really down and upset that, you know, this was going on, and we couldn't be a part of it, and, and um, so I talked to my husband. I said, I think I'm going to write her a letter, and he said, no, I'd be so upset. She doesn't want anything to do with this. Just let it go, and... I thought it just it just wasn't setting well. I thought this has gone on too long. Both sides are upset with each other, and they I know they deeply love each other. This was just crazy. Um, so I talked to the Plainfield practitioner here, and we we worked on things, and I decided um, it was a Sunday morning. I woke up at about four in the morning, and. I wrote out a text to her um, congratulating her and telling her how much we love and miss her, but we're very happy for her. And I sent the text. And this was hard because, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it just was, not knowing what was going to happen. But the practitioner had told me that to, say, to only see her in the true light of love. We can only know the love of her, and she can only see us with the same love that we really knew about each other. And I stayed with that. And I, and that's all I've been thinking about, how much we loved having her in our life. So, and this, like I said, it was about five in the morning when I did send the text on the Sunday morning. And she did respond back. And it was a very loving text and wanting nothing more than to have us back in her life. Well, my husband had gotten up about that time when I, we had the the church talked for an hour and then church was on and he had, he always sits down and listens to everything and it was a very nice lesson and when it was over I quietly looked at him and smiled and, and said okay I said I text Kylie and he started to get upset no I told you not to do that and I said she texts back now listen and I read the text to him and both of us were crying because <laughs> it was just really lovely and harmonious so I asked her, I text um, if she'd like to go out to dinner or talk sometime if we could meet up. And she said she would love nothing more than that. And she apologized even in the text. And she had been really working and praying to God, too, about all of this. So that was nice to know. Um, so when we did, I asked when we were going to meet up, we decided to have come here at my home. And I said, I'll make lunch and come on over. 
So we did, and I had a nice lunch making it. And Mark goes, oh, she'll probably only stay 30 minutes. I don't know why you're doing that. But I just kept knowing. I thought, I'm not letting air come in and say this or that or whatever. We love each other. All of us love each other. We're staying with that. And God is our true parent. So when she came in, we all hugged. It was harmonious. Everyone was happy. We had a good lunch. She stayed four and a half hours. I don't think she even wanted to leave then, but it was time for her to go. So it was very so so kind and sweet that is the way it went. Um, then we got to meet her fiance. Very nice gentleman. They've dated for five years. All of us got along well. Then we met her, his parents. Um, they do live in Florida. And because we didn't really know how they were going to accept us, but everything went just very nice, very harmonious and lovely. And we leave Friday to go to Florida. And that's where she's having her wedding. And we're getting prepared to go, and everything's just went beautifully. And I can't thank you enough for this, this church. It's just been amazing to me. All the work that all of you do, and it's just, I'm so grateful. I've learned so much, and I'm just, I'm in awe of this church. I wish everybody that was in Christian science could find you because you're doing a tremendous healing work, and I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Thank you, Amanda, for those fine readings tonight. Um, I'd like to say how grateful I am for all that I have learned uh, over the years in this church through our lessons, uh, through the classes that we've had uh, over the years, uh, they have helped me understand so many things that are in our textbook that I just never did understand. Um, I had an experience, it was, it was a few years ago, but I remember it very well. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night one night with a a uh, very severe sore throat, uh, coughing, um, really couldn't sleep, and I was in a great deal of pain. But the thing that came to me was um, something that I had gotten from a class that re recently. Um, there was a statement in that week's lesson that we talked about in the class, and the, and the statement from Science and Health is, Man is incapable of sin, sickness, and death. Now, I remember, you know, when I first read that, I thought it didn't make any sense to me. What, what do you mean man is incapable of sin, sickness, and death? I knew a lot of people that were very capable of sin, sickness, <laughs> But the explanation in that class was, was so good. And the explanation was, in this sentence, Mrs. Eddy was not talking about mortal beings. She was talking about the man that God cre created. And the explanation was, you know, God is incapable of sin, sickness, and death. Therefore, his creation, 
the real man, the truth about me and you, is that the real man is also incapable of sin, sickness, and death. And Jesus knew that, and that is how he healed. Mrs. Eddy knew that, and that is how she healed. The apostles, the disciples, many people have learned that, and that is how they healed. God is a good God, and in his love for us, he would never bring anything that would harm us. Well, and I remember that was such an eye-opening explanation for me in that class. And when I was up in the middle of the night with this uh, severe sore throat, I thought about that explanation, and that and it meant so much to me because it was so strong and so true. It was a matter of very few minutes that the pain in my throat left. I was able to sleep peacefully, and the pain was gone. It didn't return. It was that quick. Well, I'm so grateful as I say, for the lessons that I've been learning, for the healings that I've had as a result of that, and for this tremendous way of life that Mrs. Eddy has discovered and given to us, because it's here for all mankind. And I'm so grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina, go ahead. Hi, good evening. Um, I'm very grateful for the teachings of Mary Baker, Eddie, and I'm very grateful for the website. Uh, for a couple months, I uh, was unemployed, and some situations been happened. Uh, my husband no longer working, and um, uh, so I've been praying to get the job. I did pray, and I had the job. So now it's a job that I'm in training, and it's, it's a lot of stuff. Before last Sunday, yes, I was learning the equipment, uh, one day, the equipment landing in my right hand and burned my head. It was what people call a first degree. Well, years ago, as I read the journals and some of the materials, uh, from Christian scientists, a, a, a Christian scientist nurse was talking about how a Christian scientist work and how the work is done. So I was listening to the Sunday service, to the Wednesday service. I couldn't listen all because I needed to go back to training. I say my hands was burning. The next day, it was all inflammated, but I didn't do nothing. I just bent it and went about going back to the training. My husband, my husband, Sean, who know 
about this wonderful church. And sometimes had opposed me. I was surprised. As when I was leaving to work around five in the morning, he said to me, remember, you're a Christian scientist. Remember what the, you have learned at the independence. So I went to work. I put the bandage. And it was painful, but I continued reading the things on the website. On Sunday, I didn't have to work. I was listening to the Sunday service. And the hymn, his eyes are on the sparrow, and I know he washes over me. I start taking every word and do the synonym. Of every word was the sparrow, that little bird. I get the bandage, wash my hands. The company wanted to send me to the doctor. Then they made me go to the doctors because workers' compensation. I went to the doctor. They took the bandage, and this happened today. First of all, they give me the days off because I told them I need to be at home to listen to the short service of my church. As I'm talking to you guys, I'm holding my cell phone in, the, in this hand. I had no pain. This is a first degree. That's what they call the mortal mind. They better know it's no burning in the mind of God. It's the previous testifier, the, the first one or the th second one, I don't remember. The lady is talking about the practitioner, about the situation that happened with her stepdaughter. And the practitioner tells her, you know, we are children of God. It's all love. Love never divides. And, and that's the teaching, the real teachings of Mary Baker Eddy. What a wonderful healing for her family. And we learn the the is God or Father Mother. Let it handle it. Divine love God protect. It's through this church. I get so many healing. I try very hard to try to teach my husband. So I took personal responsibility. I listen to the round tables. I just listen it for your website. And I leave my husband shown to God, to Father Mother God. Now my husband enjoys quietly to listen it. And he said, remember who you are. You love that science and health and that independence. The work that you guys do is unbelievable. With social humility, the service on Sundays are amazing. Um, I don't have no words of gratitude. I promise to myself I need to write a check and send it to the church. I wouldn't have this job 
the water for independence and the Christ, Mary Bay Kennedy, and you wonderful practitioner, Miss Very Bad. She's a wonderful practitioner. It's always love. It takes time to comprehend. It takes the word of eternity to understand that little book. It will give you indigestion, but it will be a blessing in your life. I'm so grateful for Independent Christian Scientist New Jersey. I love it, and I pray for all of you, and to wish you nothing but the best with the love of God. Thank you for your readings tonight. Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful and very inspiring readings tonight. Um, I also wanted to express my gratitude for our Wednesday evening meetings. I look so forward to them every week, and I'm especially grateful for all the testimonies that are given at these meetings. Every Wednesday, I come away with many fresh and inspiring ways to apply Christian science through hearing how other people apply this science in their lives. And I am truly so grateful to all of you who share your testimonies of gratitude and healings and blessings that you received. And I know firsthand that by the sharing of these testimonies, they do go on to bless others. In a testimony given recently by Mrs. Singletary, she had shared several verses from hymns that she used when praying for the belief of allergies or breathing problems. One particular verse was given from hymn 195, which was very helpful to me. Girt with the love of God on every side, I breathe that love as heaven's own healing air. I really loved that, and I started using it daily in my prayers, not only to counter the belief of allergies, but I worked with it for the air pollution, and many other false beliefs of breathing problems. And I was very grateful because I also had the opportunity to share this verse with a few other people in need. <clears throat> Every day ago, while I was outside, doing a little yard work, I noticed how thick the pollen was on everything. I then began to get a sore throat that started to escalate pretty quickly, and my ears started to ache. I knew right away that I had entertained a wrong thought, and I quickly turned to that verse, repeating it over and over and knowing that God's love was all around me and that the only air I could possibly breathe was God's love as heaven's own healing air. And as quickly as the sore throat came, it left, and I was able to stay outside for quite a while and complete what I needed to do with no ill effects, it was to me truly proof of a blessing received from a testimony shared. I'm so grateful to God for this blessing. I'm so grateful for all the testimonies every week, and I'm so grateful for my practitioner's support and all that we are given in this beautiful church. Thank you. Thank you. Lenny, Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead. Thank you, and thank you, Amanda, for those amazing readings tonight. Um, one of the first things you read uh, in Psalms, I believe it was, 
It says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. And I had to kind of chuckle to myself because I can't say that I've always really kind of embraced that, um, that attitude when it comes to challenges. Um, sometimes I've been a little uh, curmudgeonly about having to, you know, get into the fray. But I will say th- these last few months um, have shown me the blessing that comes with challenges even challenges that seem to be more prolonged. Um, we've been living up in North Carolina in a rental home uh, that we have, that, and we're looking for our, our new permanent home. And we didn't think it would take this long um, to find. It's been, it's been quite a while, and um, I had found myself sort of chafing at the delay, especially because we found ourselves in a situation with our next-door neighbors um, who believe that something unkind was was said um, from us about them. And they became extremely cold and distant and unfriendly, uh, despite our numerous attempts at trying to get to the bottom of the situation and trying to figure out where this misunderstanding came from. Um, they haven't wanted to listen, and it was making things really uncomfortable um, living up here because our the houses up here are very close together and you just you know you're kind of right on top of everybody and um you know you can't really it's not like you can just go and, and hide from the situation hide from the hide from your neighbors so i was feeling very uncomfortable and i i found myself getting angry because you know we'd made all these attempts and we're getting rebuffed at every attempt and i just uh found resentment starting to to set in so i realized that okay well you know, we're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. I, I need to stop indulging in this, and I need to start praying. And so I was praying very diligently about it, and would often have uh, really wonderful inspirations. But it would seem that after, right after that, something would happen. You know, we'd get a a little passive aggressive text, or something would happen that just would tell me, oh, well, the situation's not changing, and you know that really would sometimes get me off track. Um, and there was times I considered just throwing up my hands and saying, you know what, forget it. These are awful people and there's nothing I can do. And uh, But it was interesting. There was one evening I was, um, I think I just opened up Science and Health and I was reading Atonement and Eucharist. And Mrs. Eddy says, love is not hasty to deliver us from temptation, for love means that we shall be tried and purified. And there, you know, she talks about other things too, about, you know, the, you know, don't give up in the smoke of battle when it, you know, when that clears, you'll, you'll see what you've gained. And it just, it was just kind of like something lifted in my thought, you know, it's just like, sometimes it takes more than just one inspiration or, you know, you just, it, sometimes it, it, it takes that consistency. It takes just saying, you know, I, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm not, I'm not going to yield. And that was kind of the turning point for me, uh, that it lifted something in my thought. And I just said, nope, I'm going to double down on this. And every time the temptation came to see them incorrectly or to be angry, I just said, no, I I know what the truth is. Um, We'd actually had, prior to this incident, had had some wonderful experiences with them. And I was like, "Those, that is the truth, and this other is the lie, and that's the end of it. And it's been interesting because... As the as the months have worn on, um, 
things did finally start to the ice started to thaw and it was like little things at first where the, suddenly they just you know would say hi or before they wouldn't say anything or um suddenly out of the blue several weeks ago uh, the wife just engaged me in conversation out of the mailbox and was very pleasant and then the other week um they approached us and said hey you know notice you guys like to fish you know want to sell us your fi- we were looking to sell our fishing kayak we'll give you a great deal it was super harmonious very friendly um, and it's just, it just feels like something has lifted because it's just, it's like we've had several interactions now that have been much more pleasant. And I just, I, when I was listening to the, you know, the readings tonight, it just, it, it brought that back to me with, you just, you have to be consistent and you have to, um, you have to be constant, um, during this affliction, especially if it feels to be prolonged. Uh, the, and this is that he says in prayer, the principle is already established. It's our job to work out the solution. So um, personal sense sometimes wants to be sticky, but uh, I've, I've been very grateful to um, kind of have this experience now because I've realized how strong it's made me in terms of not giving up and not yielding in the battle. So I just wanted to share that and just share my gratitude for that. Um, I'm just, I'm very grateful for this church. I'm very grateful for the example that Christ Jesus and Mrs. Eddie, goodness, Mrs. Eddie certainly uh, didn't give up in the, in the thick of things. And she had so many things that came at her, um, but her life is a testament to the fact that you just, you know, you never yield to it. So grateful for that. Grateful to be here tonight. And thank you everybody for all your testimonies tonight. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm grateful for all that I've learned and am learning about the goodness of God through this church. Over the years, I've become more familiar with the various articles provided on our website, as well as passages from the Bible, all which come to mind to help me in times of need. This week, I've been thinking of Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. This has already come to me many times this week, and it's a reminder that this is the only way for me to live right, to live well, and to be of any use to anyone while working through any challenges or conflicts that come about. Rather than trying to figure things out or even plan things out, I need to spend more time looking to God, talking to him, listening closely for his voice, doing my absolute best to follow him obediently and patiently, and thanking him all the way for what he's already done. It's been proven to me over and over that this is truly the only thing that helps and the only thing that heals. I'm so grateful for this and, again, for everything that I'm learning through this church. Thank you so much, Amanda, for tonight's readings, and thank you, everyone, for all the testimonies given. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Christina from Mexico, go ahead. Good evening. Everyone, I'm very happy to be here with you. Thank you for inspiring readings. 
For many years, I suffered from sleep disorders. Eventually, it got worse, and it became chronic insomnia some days a week. Sometimes I prayed about that, but without faith or spiritual understanding. For me, it seemed like something I could not fight against, even knowing Christian science. And even I started taking pills of melatonin. Now I released, I was very, I was behaving very passive and weak about that. We know animal magnetism always wants us to be apathetic. However, thanks God and his ever-present and enlightened Christ, recently here at Plainfield, I rebelled against the suggestion that, it, that insomnia was something inevitable in me. I stopped taking melatonin pills, and I started praying with determination about this issue. Each night, I began to recognize strongly that my being rests rest in truth and love divine, and that divine mind not only protects me from suggestions during what we call day, but also during what we call night. Its protection is present every moment, forever, every instant. I have also been reading Mrs. Eddy's Evening Prayer, which is included in the Blue Book. It is a very beautiful and effective prayer. Today, I feel very grateful because my nights have improved a lot and have become much more harmonious. In Christian science, We learn that as children of God, we have dominion over any belief. And insomnia is a belief like others, the belief of another power besides God. My nights are better, and therefore my days are better too. I'm grateful for the metaphysical support I am receiving from the practitioner of the church, and for all the work of the painting members. The spirit of the church is great. Thanks for the reading room 24-7 and for the wonderful roundtables. Every week they are so illuminating and instructive. Finally, I am so grateful to participate in the Unity Watch, so necessary for the world, and for the emphasis the church is putting on having a proper appreciation of Mrs. Eddy as the discoverer and founder of Christian science. What a great blessing her spiritual mission represents to all my kind. God bless you all. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Florence, Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings. And I'm just so grateful that you repeated those psalms that comfort us so much. That saying in one, Psalm 121, that God slumbers not, has always been a comfort to me. That our loving Father Mother slumbers not. He is, or she is, an ever-present, omnipotent, omniscient, omni-action God. 
It's beautiful. I was reading an article by Louise Knight Wheatley this week. It says waiting hours. And I've never really made that association, but it, she refers to the hymn 207, all gentle presence, peace and joy and power. All life divine that owns each waiting hour. I was so struck by that today because sometimes we are waiting for something or we think we should be waiting for something instead of right now knowing God's presence here and now. And it's wonderful or comforting to know that even those waiting hours, God owns them all. So he's in it and we are in it, not alone, so we need not fear, we need not cry, we need not just lean on him. I am so comforted by that, and I wanted to share that to comfort others who are also so-called waiting. God made all things perfect, and we are only correcting the false sense that mortal minds sent us. I'm so grateful to be here, so happy testimony, and it just warms my heart to know that Mrs. Eddie, this woman, sacrificed her life to give us this truth, to give all mankind this truth. So grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 245. O tender, loving shepherd, we long to follow thee. Follow where thou leadest, though rough the path may be. Though dark and heavy shadows enshroud the way with gloom, we know that love will guide us and safely lead us home. Hymn number 245.